Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Studios. Today we have Mitch Tyke and Jerry Cagle with us. Jerry is a friend of mine from my biking group, which I've mentioned more than a few times, the TOSA spokesman. And Mitch Tyke has been a previous guest of ours here. Both of them were here for our Tour de France preview podcast. Don't go back and listen to that because it won't make sense because that's a preview <laughs> podcast for an event that already happened. Go ahead and listen to it if you'd like and see how our predictions turned out. Anyway, they both stayed over and we did another podcast uh, with the four of us and it was a lot of fun. Your podcast starts now. Welcome, this is Richard Wilson. If your seat backs and tray tables are not already in their full upright positions, it's too late. Brace for Impact is the Bait and Switch Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. I'm back here, myself, Chris Beyer, with uh, my co-host, as always, Jim Martin. Uh, we're here today, again, with Mitch Tyke. Mitch Tyke is uh, the first two-time guest, and maybe three-time guest, we could call him. Sure. Yeah, Mike. Mitch, I should say. I'm uh, looking forward to getting my uh, own private parking space. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. And then we've got maybe a two-time guest, we'll call it again, because uh, both of these gentlemen were involved in our Tour de France preview podcast for 2018 here, and it's Jerry Cagle. Thanks for having me. I've mentioned on this podcast that I am part of a group called the TOSA Spokesman. It is a group of bike riders that go out for rides mainly on the weekends. But we're on a ride. There's about five of us. And Jerry's kind of at the back. He's going a little slower than the rest of us. And he's he's moving his shoulder around funny. All of a sudden, I started thinking, I wonder if something's wrong with his heart. And I said, what's going on, uh, Jerry, with your shoulder here? He goes, I don't know. He said, you know, maybe I twisted funny doing some lifting or something like that. In my mind, I thought, okay, he doesn't have a heart problem. It's his shoulder. He lifted something funny. But as we found out later, there's more to the story. So, Jerry, what happened on well, that I day? Well, I was halfway into a 40-mile bike ride. Started just feeling like somebody was uh, had their thumb on my chest. Yeah, but it turned out to be... It turned out that I did have a heart attack then. But it sort of went away by itself. And then I rode back. On the way back, we had this... 30 mile an hour tailwind and so, oh, we, were, sailing. And so, so <laughs> we were coming back and we were like we were literally like going like 28 miles an hour on the yeah. way home so the lesson is heart attacks generally just go away and don't worry yeah, about yeah, it yeah, don't pay attention to them really yeah so you get a tailwind you're fine so it's yeah. like yeah it happened and it's like uh, it went away and it's like well i'll wait and see what happens and uh yeah you know then i Wise. had another one and of course i you know wow. i said oh i'll see what happens and Another one. The second one. You said, ah, well, we'll see. What... Third time's a charm. Hard to tell that we're four then I, guys. Then I finally I told my wife, and she goes, well, maybe you should go to the hospital. And it's like, oh, well, I'll see what, see what happens. <laughs> see what and then happens. I'm driving to work the next day, and it's like, oh, I'm having it, another episode here. And I'm thinking, should I just drive myself right to the hospital? And... Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> then yeah. Yeah. Well, I went away, and I got to work, and then I called my wife. And she goes, do you really should go to the hospital? And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And they found out you had four heart attacks? Yeah. They were Ooh. all like real mild ones. So now, I, it, I think I remember way. from you telling the story that you went in and they said, we can take care of this right now. And you, you, know, you went from diagnosis to treatment like right away, right? Yeah. As soon as I went into the uh, emergency room, you know, I go, well, I, I was having these 
these episodes and they go, okay, right away, right in and uh, yeah. start up on the, the tests. And Mitch, wow. how's your heart feeling tonight? Uh, you know, I'm reevaluating every bit of shoulder pain that I've <laughs> right. ever had right now. Why are you rubbing your shoulder yeah, right now? Was, yeah. I mean, it was classic. It was like I, my, my left arm went numb. You know, I thought there's no way I can have a heart attack. I, you know, I ride five thousand miles a year for the last ten years in a row. I'm right. I ski in the winter. I, I I'm yeah, really great active. shape, right? Great yeah. shape, you right? Know, but uh, you know, I have my uh, heredity against me. Oh yeah. I think we, we must okay. be getting older. You know, uh, too many of these podcasts are now focusing on people's <laughs> right. health. Uh, yeah, people's health. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was sort of colonoscopies. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, I, was, can, yeah. I can tell you about yeah. my. Uh, did we did we get into my colonoscopies the last time I was here? Uh, if, uh, I think this is a potential topic. Let's I, hear. I it. think so. Uh, my colonoscopy punch card is up to thirteen now. <laughs> when I get the fourteenth one, I actually get a free twenty ounce beverage with uh, <laughs> okay. A sub. You did mention in the podcast that you've got some digestive issues. That's I have Crohn's probably... disease, so uh, so I'm on the uh, the the colonoscopy every twelve to eighteen month plan, which uh, yeah. it's a it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I was driving with a guy here not too long ago, and I looked up, and they had this billboard. And I, you know, maybe I'm getting older here, but I looked up, and this billboard they had a, a picture of an attractive woman with gray hair. Yeah, it's a nice. She's she's kind of cute actually. And then I read the billboard. It was for uh, pre-planning your funeral. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is my demographic now. This right, is kind of right. sad. <laughs> you know, we talked about uh, you know, the whole thing about when you're young, you're immortal, right? There's that thought of whatever you're going to do that you're not going to get hurt and your parents are fighting you from doing that. Do you have to do that with your kids, stop your son from doing st- stupid things? Both of my kids are maybe the the slightest bit risk averse, or maybe it's not that they're risk averse. Maybe it's that I don't necessarily see the risk in what they're doing. My wife, like from a very early age with our kids, would not go to the playground with them because she did not want to watch them on the monkey bars. Uh, both of my kids uh, downhill ski, and she will not go watch them ski. I'm perfectly happy to, to go skiing with them. And one's a bicycle racer. How is she with that? Uh, you know what? She, I think, uh, comes out of her shell when she is on a bike. She has a certain instinct on the bike that uh, it's kind of impressive to watch. She will get right on somebody's wheel. and um, Yeah. Nice. Nice. How's Gretchen with it? You know, Gretchen is a big fan of uh, of bike racing, so so far so good. She's taken Sylvie Sylvie to her track cycling nights down at the velodrome and uh, has not looked terrified. <laughs> okay, well that's well, good. Well, she that's ha- good. she must not have had to take her to the hospital yet. Not yet, so. no. <laughs> so that, that might change things a bit. Yeah. So. Thanks for bringing that up, Jerry. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, let's speculate. Everybody's is intact at the moment. <laughs> speculate about the health of each other's children at this point. <laughs> when you're young, I, I just remember thinking like, if I was in a plane crash, I'd do a tuck roll and I'd bounce out of it. Yeah. Or that whole thing where you're in an elevator, before you hit the bottom, you jump up, right? Yeah, right. You know, nowadays, the smallest things concern me. Like, if I go antiquing, I think about tetanus. You know, I'm worried about that. Uh, when uh, when somebody says, you know, do you want pulled pork? I think pulled hamstring. It, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit more cautious than I used to be. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be careful. You get older, you get stiff. Stub toe, gangrene. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. I see, I see danger. There. I, oh my I God, that's not romaine lettuce, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no E. coli for me. Thank you very much. Jerry, we, uh, during the break, we're talking about Jerry's recent knee injury. Tell us about that. 
Well, that was, that was another. That's another incident where I get hurt, and uh, I just hoped beyond hope that uh, it would heal itself, and uh, didn't really turn out that way. So, I. How many different times did did you, you know, snap this knee before it took you to get to the doctor? Uh, well, it was a pretty serious uh, injury, and uh, so I uh, sort of limped around for about a year to, uh, you know, and I could actually, it, it healed up okay. I could actually do everything. I could go riding my bike. I could I could walk my dog. I could, but then I started roller skiing to get ready for the ski season, and oh, that's like this torquing yeah. motion on my knee, and that didn't really work out. So Did you ever at any point say, we'll see what happens? Because that seems to be your motto with the heart attacks. <laughs> well, we'll see what any, happens. Does anything hurt right yeah. now that we should be concerned about? No, I'm not. Not your knee, just anything in general. What about that wound yeah. that we see, you're <laughs> bleeding right now. What about that? <laughs> so was it an ACL or it uh... was an MCL? Oh, okay. MCL. Yeah. Okay. And what did you do to it? I was uh, probably skiing when I probably shouldn't have because uh... no snow. It was uh, <laughs> it was pretty uh, a bleak ski season. So then. Uh, so we drive up north to uh, this friend of mine's cabin, and it, the snow was really good. It was like nice and firm and hard pack, and we all skate. So, but then somebody said, "Well, let's go on this other trail here." So we go on this other trail, and this one wasn't packed down very well. And and so I was going down a hill, and one ski took a dive into the snow, and my uh, other the other one ski did not. Just kept going, so I like did the splits. Yeah. What's your What's your big uh, athletic pursuit, Mitch? Uh, I was a baseball player all through college. I'll share my 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 serious sports injury story, and Ooh, that was this is a rough uh, one. Uh, yeah. So I played baseball in college, and uh, like the worst thing that I did then was uh, take a line drive off my face when I was throwing batting practice. <laughs> Sorry, that I'm laughing so hard. Uh, yeah. Oh no, it was uh, <laughs> like it was actually it was worse for the guy that hit it than it was for me because as soon as I hit the ground and like knew I was alive, it was all fine. After that. He thought he had killed me, but yeah, you know the whole lace marks in the face, and but that was that was not the worst uh, injury I sustained. So I played in college. I graduated in '92, and then I you know took I don't know uh, seven years off, and we moved to Arizona eventually. And uh, there was a there was a good adult baseball league in uh, in northern Arizona. So I was playing for the Flagstaff Pioneers. Uh, they had me pitch because, you know, anybody that can get the ball over the plate in this league was welcome. And so I, I went out and pitched. I, I started and uh, threw a decent game. My arm really hurt. So I actually took the unprecedented step of going into the doctor. And they said, of course it hurts. You've overexerted yourself. And you might want to try two Motrin instead of one. Sure. And so I took Clear the next week off. I should note at this point that this was two weeks to the day before my wedding, ah. and uh, and so I was a starting pitcher. The first pitch I threw, it sounds like somebody's breaking a yardstick over their knee, oh. and it was a spiral fracture of my right humerus. They they, oh, they think in the end that funny to me. it was no. a no, it was not <laughs> humerous in any oh, way, sorry. shape, or form. Uh, the, the best part of this, though, was I threw this pitch. The ball goes rolling over, you know, in between first base and third base, and I'm lying on the ground, and and the umpire walks over and says, 
Ball one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the only funny thing that happened for the rest of the day because then my wife had to, or my fiance uh, had to come get me at the hospital and I had to go to Hawaii with a broken arm and a sling and all our wedding pictures had me in a sling. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite a thing. Recorded for posterity. Yes. Too. My groomsmen actually all got slings too, so we would match in the pictures. Nice. Oh, cool. There yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can be a little bit of a baby when it comes to these injuries. I um, even when I get a haircut, I haven't put me under. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's, um, you know, this other time I got injured. Uh, have you ever been unloading the dishwasher, and you've got the cabinet doors open? Oh. And you rise up too fast. <laughs> I tell you, one time I came up, I caught the corner of that door on my head, and I went down like I was hit by the American sniper. Yeah. I mean, I dropped, right? <laughs> and I'm laying on the ground, and I'm saying to my girlfriend, stay with me. You know, I'm seeing the light coming at me. And I tell you, that hurt like, I mean, oh, like yeah. one of the worst things I've ever yeah. ever done. But Jim, what about uh, your biggest injury? I, I, uh, I was playing softball one time. And uh, it was a close play at home, and I was safe. And the next guy coming up, I was going to give him a low five. So I <laughs> I, uh, I swung my hand down, and, and he hit my finger just in the right spot. He dislocated my finger, so it was – and that, there's, that's the second time. The, the, the first time was out here, but, but this time it popped it uh, just out and back. So it was kind of <laughs> like the top of the finger – or the front of the finger was laying on top of the back of the finger. The first time it happened, we are playing yeah. basketball, yeah. and uh, we went to the urgent care clinic. Yeah. And this thing is, is – It's uh, backwards, it's basically. It's, po- it's pointing the wrong right. way. Right, it's dislocated. Yeah. And this doctor comes in, and uh, he said, this is going to hurt. And, <laughs> and he grabbed your finger, and this was not just like a clink. It no. was like a – go ahead and try Like it. a grind, like <sighs> – yeah, I mean, he just grabbed yeah. that finger and he just slowly put it back yeah. into place. And, and he, I, I thought he put his foot up on his desk or something, something <laughs> oh, like yeah. that because it wasn't moving very well. He didn't because, tie a string around it. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah like just slam the door. Yeah, boom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was bad. I, you know, actually, I did not plan this transition, but the next topic I was going to talk about was the NBA Finals. Did you guys watch the NBA Finals, Jerry? I did. I saw that uh, the first game. That it looked like the uh, Cavaliers were going to win, and oh. they uh, somehow managed to throw it away. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had crazy. thought about watching the NBA Finals, but by the time I realized they were on, they were over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the kind of talking points of the playoffs this year is LeBron as good as Jordan. You know, I will say LeBron for his time like holds the same distinction that Jordan did for his time. But I, you know, I still think that Jordan from, if you, if you consider all of basketball history is still probably the most transcendent character that the game has ever seen. I I agree. And, and, you know, I think people say, well, Jordan had a better supporting cast. That's why he's got more rings. It's, it's one of those things, uh, you know, trying to compare two two totally different generations. It's yeah. a different game now. Yeah, I've heard it say they say you know it's hard to compare eras, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if that's true because I'm I think the Jurassic is better than the Cretaceous. I mean, I like dinosaurs <laughs> more than ferns. I mean, I'm more you know. That's a good point. That's yeah, good point. I think it's all the way. The food is better. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I think we have a clear winner. Jurassic is sure. thing. Although, do not go watch uh, the new Jurassic Park movie. Oh, not good. I haven't seen it, but I, I, I to hear see the it. same thing. I have not seen Jurassic it. Jurassic World. I am waiting for the the first Jurassic Pocket Park. 
<laughs> in Tulsa. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very small, like a, like little velociraptors, right, and they, right. they have to run around in like a 50-square-foot area. Yeah, right. They can have like uh, like the pig races at the fair, <laughs> right. the velociraptor races. Yeah, sure. I was watching uh, Godzilla. Did you see that latest Godzilla, the one about two years ago or something like that? No, I did not. Anyway, they, they had it on TV, and these fight Mothra. Mothra is just pummeling them, and God- Godzilla is just down for the count. And at one point, Godzilla gets up and gets his first blow in, and then he starts celebrating. I'm thinking, act like oh, you've been really? there. You know, <laughs> scoreboard. Come on. Yeah, right, right. You know? yeah. Is he raising the roof or what? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then Mothra gets one in while he's celebrating. Right, sure. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like in the podcast. I want to act like I've been there before. When I do a bit that turns out, I don't yeah. want to lord it over everybody. Yeah, no, no. I do the bit. I get in. I get out. Right. Yep. Actually, I want to talk about something a little bit more serious. I was talking to Jerry about this here just... More serious than heart attacks? More serious than heart attacks. (laughs) Another thing you hear about Jerry, um, that he had a friend of his that uh, kind of fell on hard times, and uh, he asked Jerry if he could live in his basement for a little bit, and he turned out to be a long-term living in your basement for quite a long time. He did. You know, uh, he he just uh, went from friend to friend and stayed at somebody's house and uh he was uh very opinionated he was like his own worst enemy really a great guy but uh just loved to shoot his mouth off from what you told me you said that he asked if he could just you know hang out for a weekend or a month and it turned out to be how many years well the thing is is that uh i didn't really want him to live in my house so i i kept saying oh uh my wife says you can't uh stay in my house here because he was he was bouncing back and forth between different friends' house. So, um, but then he was uh, he was living in his truck, and it was the middle of winter. Oh! Then he hurt himself real severely. So he, yeah. So he's delivering a uh, him and one other guy delivering a treadmill. Hmm. Treadmills weigh like three hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. But the treadmill slipped out of his hands, and he's going to oh. go to grab it. And they have metal bands around the cardboard, so he okay. grabs the metal band, oh, and right. slices right through his hand. So, ouch! Oh. So then he like severed tendons in his hand. So it's like, oh well. And my <laughs> wife has gone. Well, you can stay in our house. Oh boy! But I was just. And right. he stayed for years. He stayed for years. Yeah. How, how many years? Uh, about five. My friends are all going. Oh, kick that bum out! You know, don't let him. Why are you letting him live in your house? And it's like. Yeah, you know, I could do that, but, you know. We'll see what happens. See what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Now, my question to Jerry originally was, you know, your wife. He said, how would your wife feel about this? But you said that they became good friends. They did. Yeah. Yeah, she actually uh, really liked having Harley around. I I work retail hours, so I'm not around. You know, when he first moved in, I was telling my wife, uh, yeah, he's probably going to stay here till the day he dies. And it actually turned out that way because he he was riding his bike. This is not last year, but two years ago. Somebody found him laying in the road, so he Whoa. was. So they figured that he uh, like hit a pothole or something, and he flipped over, landed completely on top of his head, and Jeez. broke his neck. Oh. That had to be tough for you. I mean, he was a member of the family. Yeah, after you know the kids were oh, all yeah. the kids were grown up and they were all gone. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have all these friends that like live half the time in like other parts of the world. Right. If you have any money at all, you have servants 
in your house. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very normal that you have all these people that live in your house yeah. because they're your servants. So so it was the same thing with Harley that you know he made a little bit of money and he helps out in the garden or he'll cut grass or he'll yeah. do all sorts of odd jobs. He'll do painting. So so I just figured. You know, he's my house servant. If I was yeah, living somewhere sure. else, he'd be my servant. And sure. and he was. And you know what the thing is, is that he like he freed me up to do whatever the heck I wanted to. And so I got nice. to be where I was like riding my bike all the time. It's because I didn't have to take the dog for a walk. I didn't have to cut the grass. <laughs> I didn't have to do the laundry. <laughs> right. It's just sounding wow. like I didn't have to do anything. It yeah, was right. sounding it was... less altruistic and more uh, greedy here. It was great. <laughs> Now, Mitch, in your uh, in your uh, show, Lake Effect on WWM, have you done a story like this where you know people fall on hard times and people help each other like that? Oh, we we haven't done one like honestly. I, I was listening to that story; it sounded like a compelling radio to me. Honestly, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I was even thinking about. Should I try and find somebody else that was like Harley and have them <laughs> live in my basement? It's like it didn't really. He didn't. He didn't eat any of my food. Huh. You know, he he was very clean. He kept everything up really well. But so. you already knew him, so it's I not knew like, him. I mean, it would yeah, be it would yeah. be different if you you know went and tried found to a hire somebody. Person, right, you exactly. don't know if they're going to rip you off or right. You know. But every now and then, you know, you run into somebody that in your life that you really can help and should help. And uh, I guess I'm it, asking. And it works you know, out. Like, like I said, I hear Jerry yeah. telling the story that I've heard from Jerry before, and I thought, geez, I I hope I'm. As good a friend as Jerry is. It was a touching story that I heard from Jerry. You, you did let me sleep in your basement the night before my wedding. When that's I right. Sleep at home. So that's, that's, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. See, there you You're go. Even. Well, and yeah. I think at, at the end of the day, you know, you have to approach something like that in such a way that, you know, you put yourself in the other person's situation and think about maybe there would be a time in your life where you really needed the help of somebody else. And so, you know, you would want other people to be there for you. So to the to the degree that you can be there for them, you know, even when it might not be the ideal situation, like there's a there's there's a certain I don't know, there's a certain appeal to altruism in that way without necessarily expecting that you'll be paid back except you know maybe well, i think yeah. if you do something nice for somebody it's really you know it's nice for them and they they may appreciate it they may not but it makes you feel good so it's like yeah to mm-hmm. me that's all that matters really sure yeah that's the, the the hidden truth about volunteering right that is fun right mm-hmm. and you meet people and you have a good time and Feel good at about least yourself. I hear. I, right, I'm, right. Not, yeah, right. I'm not going to volunteer for anything. No, that's, that's, but, that's crazy. <laughs> that's what I've heard, at least. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're expecting to be paid. I think for it just makes you feel good when you do something that's nice right. for somebody that you're not really expecting anything in return. Yeah. I don't know. What What about the, uh, you know, the guy that comes up and asks for a buck? I I've kind of uh, over the years I've kind of gone the other way, where I start to think about the businesses on that street about how you don't want to attract people in the neighborhood that are going to drag down the businesses. Sometimes I think when I give money in those circumstances to people that hit you up for begging that you're taking money out of other people's pockets. You know, and the the thing that always gets me is imagining what it took for 
those people the first time they decided that they were going to feel okay asking a complete stranger for money and how desperate they must have been at that point and whether they still feel that way or whether it's just become like the easy thing to do is asking well, a stranger. Well, it's their job. I think right. a lot of people, they, they think, oh, this is my job and so this is what I do. So hmm. right. it's like yeah. other people have regular jobs. Well, this is what they do. I just yeah. stand there and ask for money in the corner. Mm-hmm. When you're pulling up at the intersection, have you as you get off the freeway and there's that guy standing there, have you ever given that guy anything? I haven't. Oh man, I. If I did, it was a long time ago. I, I I go back and forth with this. Am I enabling them? Yeah, yeah. Or or, or am I doing them a favor? Buy, it, buy you know their fifth of whatever exactly. they like. Exactly. Are they really going to buy food like they say? I I would be more inclined to say like I will bring you a sandwich. I'm not going to give you cash. I'll go get and, you. And you know you what? Know. I I will say that. I was on the streets of Chicago, uh, you know, like a year and a half ago. We were on our way to see Hamilton. We had, you know, met our friends down there, and we went out for uh, went out for brunch. And I had, you know, most of this large omelet in a container, and I was actually carrying it back to my car. And you know, there was a guy. There was a guy in the street who, you know, asked for money. Like I I said, I, I have no money, but do you want this omelet? He honestly, his eyes lit up, and I said, my Have breakfast is yours. And right. I, I felt a lot better about that than had I given him 75 cents for my pocket. Oh, sure. It would right. have ruined yeah. it no, had no. he said egg white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. You don't expect right. that. Yeah, watch out. It's got spicy sauce <laughs> right, on it. Right. Right. The nerve. <laughs> I had a guy one time come into my office, and my office is attached to my house. And this guy came in looking for some money, and he said, just five bucks. You know, I just need to eat lunch. So I said, hold on right here. So I went back in the house and I made him a sandwich and I got him some to drink and I got him some fruit and I got him the whole lunch. Right? Yeah. And I came back out and handed it to the guy. You've never seen a guy look so sad in his life. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looked at me like, oh my God, lunch. no. Come on. And then he looked at me, he goes, can I have the money too? <laughs> and he was so, yeah. he was, like I said, just the look on his face. It was, right. it was really something. He was deflated. I was going to tell one more uh, story about that, which is I was driving down the road and, you know, sometimes you see a sign of a guy that I've run out of gas, right? Oh, yeah. or whatever. This guy was I was standing beside his car and he had a sign that said, could you help me? I've run out of gas. It was professionally printed and laminated. <laughs> this thing, I swear to God, this thing looked like it came from Kinko's. I somehow, I don't think it just happened to him. Sure, right. Poster size. It's, yeah, right. I had a guy who lived with me for a while. Kind of a friend. He's on hard times, right? And, uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, it was just weird. Weird guy. Just, yeah, he can so, wear you know, somebody can wear their welcome all pretty Yeah, quick. this guy definitely did. Yeah, he was he was not uh he was not the kind of uh you know, stay out of your way, I'm gonna do your laundry and you know, cut your lawn kind of guy. And then he so then he left us and he went to Michigan where he uh decided he was going to interrupt one of his best friend's weddings to tell her that he was still in love with her and she was doing the wrong thing. <laughs> right. I, I saw that movie. Did yeah, right. Was he pounding on the glass? Yeah. Was <laughs> so uh yeah, we had to have him go. Well hey, that kind of brings us back to the beginning. And so uh, I want to thank our guest, uh, Mitch Tyke. Thanks for coming back, Mitch. Thank you for twisting my arm. Thanks for coming back, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Cagle. 
staying late tonight uh, doing double duty here in the uh, Bait and Switch podcast studios. Right. Yeah, our listeners don't know that. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they they have, been, in fact, here uh, for a second show already. This is the second time around for them tonight. So, anyway, uh, thanks a lot, guys. And yep. uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds All good. Right. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when Chris's purchase of Rosetta Stone finally pays off. Does our guest speak? Do you speak Spanish? I do. You're supposed to say C, by the way. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.